Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. family finale adam's family finale oh that's sad you know it's wild too that we're recording this today why on dr Seuss's birthday shout yes. out school shout out Seussical. i got my merch on march 1st yes. we announced we were doing curtain talk dude really yeah. yo there's all kinds of anniversaries today that's insane so we announced this podcast a year ago and i think just recently the other day we were we were evacuated from the building when we were rehearsing for In the Heights. I saw that. <laughs> and that was like the very like beginning, beginning of uh, rehearsals. So it's it's all kinds of stuff. But this is why we love Curtain Talk, because we get to remember all these amazing memories and think back to beautiful times. Which is why I have a fun history. off-season podcast idea. That nice. I was thinking of that I might tease at the end. Oh, okay. Teasers. Stay tuned for teasers. We got at the end. Adam's family to talk about. Yes, our amazing three-day run of Adam's was quite, quite an event. We had great turnout all three nights. Um, I would probably, if I had to rank the audience, Friday was number one. Friday was number one. Number I one. Agree. You came Friday night. Shout out to you. Yes, that was the best show. It was the best show all around. Like everything was perfect. The like the the light cues, the cast, the crew, the orchestra, the, the audience. audience. Listen, like you guys laughed at everything. Like the cast felt the, most the vibe. Interactive audience. Yes. Ever. It was it was an amazing. I wish I'd recorded Friday show. I wish I did. I didn't. I recorded Saturdays. Um, but definitely Saturday, like as it went on, they kinda picked yeah, up. Yeah, they kinda got it. But no, Saturday you were Friday, you were no they slow were Saturday. They were ready to rock. Friday was ready to rock. So they heard, Friday they heard I would the word. first. And then second would be opening night, which usually opening night is like trash and like in years past it's always like oh we're kind of nervous we're just getting it together you know and i think and opening then, night was that much better because i think everybody on the production team was like yes biting their lips like <laughs> ready we to pull like, hair on, like <laughs> we were like that meme of the kid where he's like holding it and everything his head's about to explode well my head did kind of explode <laughs> but let me tell you what they pulled it together opening night was amazing Friday night show was absolutely insane. And then, of course, Saturday was our, you know, bid thee farewell to all of our seniors. So it was kind of happy, sad, not to (laughs) see what I did there. So, so good. So, yeah. So we had a great turnout. We had almost 200 people, both opening and Friday night. But Saturdays, y'all came out in full droves. We had over 240 people in attendance. And that's a half capacity. Right, exactly. Half capacity, thanks to COVID. But you know what? We're not going to back down. We're still going to put on our shows. And we did. And you guys came out. You supported. 
Uh, we had all kinds of, you know, things for sale, concessions. Yo, shout out to the 50-50 crew, the Echeverria Facts. family. Listen, can I, I don't know if you know this. I think the Levoy needs to give a 50-50 101 course Dude, with them. let me tell you, the 50-50 blew my mind this year because I don't know what magic they worked, but every single night, the three nights we did 50-50, it was donated back to Drama Club. The entire amount was donated back. You cried on Saturday. I cried on Saturday. Because, of course, Saturday we had our biggest crowd. We had the biggest amount. And it was... The OG Adams family. The OG Adams family. My mom, Can we talk about best dressed audience, by the (laughs) way? Best dressed audience. They came out fully supporting Ellie Stewart. Ellie Stewart was our, our stage manager and our cousin It. And she, of course, looked amazing in our amazingly <laughs> handcrafted <laughs> costume made that out you of might see in Moana <laughs> Jr. <laughs> Reuse, recycle. So they came out with hats. I'm the cousin, cousin it. I'm the mom, mom it. I'm the mom it. But literally like the original OG Adams family came out in full droves and they were the ones that Got the winning ticket for Saturday's 50-50, and I just got a little like, <laughs> like no. Before you even got over there. <laughs> Before I even got over there, I'm being shooed away. Go away. And I'm like, no, this is, you got, you won. Nope. This is yours. No, I got this. And as soon as I got this, I was like. <laughs> so I went back to Drama Club. So thank you to all of our amazing people for supporting. And Shout out the Wolf Pack. Shout out to the that's, Wolf Pack. That's what I've is called Is that what you call them? The Wolf Pack. I love it. <laughs> Waylon and Jesse's dad hugged me on Friday night. I was like, I'm part of the wolf pack. <laughs> Nobody can stop me. And listen, they're going to be around for quite a number of years because yeah. Waylon's only a freshman. Which is insane. Yes. That Waylon just did his first official, official high, high school, school show. show. Yes. We were joking. I was joking with his dad in the lobby. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's like a seasoned performer now. Like, we, we got to talk to his agent. Like, he's going to get a, like his equity card. And probably senior year, it's going to be a one-man show. Like, it's just going to be the Waylon Hour. (laughs) The Bronx Tale. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that would be amazing. (laughs) But let me tell you what. Yeah, he's been around for a minute. but He's done a full run of high school shows before he was in high school. Before he was in high school, yes. Starting with this one. Starting with this one. Oh, my God. It's insane. So, yeah. So, like, I I can't thank these families enough. I can't thank them for uh, just the amount of support and just allowing me to like literally adopt their children for three months at a time. Um, and then, and they never go anywhere. They stick around and we, we remain family. So I'm very grateful for that. Such a great run. Can we talk about the lights? Let's we haven't gotten a chance to talk about the lights. All of the lights. All of the Shout lights. Kid Cuddy. <laughs> Cause my goodness. So this was the first year we, that we I've rented. been stressed since bring it on. Dude. Yes. I, yeah, because you rely on like what are the, uh-huh. what's the lights going to look like. I mean, I'm, I'm trying and to I capture this on camera. I did not know until, I mean, nobody arguably, knew. <laughs> arguably, didn't know what the show's going to look like till opening night. Till opening night, nobody knew. We were still. God bless you, Ryan Bleakin. Oh my God, Ryan came out, saved the day, and I literally wrote in the playbill. I don't know if you could bring it up, but I wrote, I, I gave shout outs to everybody, of course, because in my little directors, you know. Um, you know, thanking this person, thanking that person, blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of categorized it and I organized it where 
it was, you know, cast and crew and alumni and my honorary chiefs. And Ryan was one of my first honorary chiefs. And oh, did you pull it up there? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I put here Ryan Blinken. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes, but you most certainly should. Because, dude, he was up in the rafters. Whew. He's like up on ladders, changing the lights and everything. So so we we rented lighting equipment. And this is like unheard of for Buna because we're just like, oh, here's our light board turn lights on fade out and maybe change a color or two but we're like no we're gonna do movers and we're gonna do this whole like thing with i don't even know that but that's why i hired the guy because i don't know what i'm doing and the load in for the lights was tuesday two days before opening night but of course we do our wednesday live tweet have a small audience and then official opening on thursday night so literally tuesday load in everything's all over the place wires cables everywhere and during the run of the show, our final technical like, slash dress slash everything, um, lights are changing all over the place. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to look amazing. And nothing was even set in stone. He was still tweaking mm -hmm. and playing around with stuff and whatnot. At the 11th hour. At the 11th hour. Literally. And then it Wednesday. It was 11 o'clock at night. It was 11 o'clock at night. And like, they're like, hello, uh, y'all got to go. And we're like, we're almost done. We're almost done. So we, <laughs> he's doing all these like tweaks and everything. The next thing you know, he's like, do you have a computer? I was like, yeah, yeah, what do you need? I got a Chromebook, got a laptop, whatever. He's like, oh, let me use a laptop. Had no idea. I'm just like, you want my firstborn child? Here, whatever you need. I don't care. So he takes the computer, disappears with it. And then during Wednesday's show, this magical thing happens. Not to be confused with Lex. <laughs> this magical thing happens at the end where Fester's face appears on the moon. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God, how did he do that? And I'm like, the computer. So he literally uses our projector that's already there and connects everything all beautifully together, makes it one of the light cues. And again, didn't ask for it, but he was just like, oh, I'm going to make this happen. Dude, love you. Chef's my Lord kiss. and Savior. Yes. <laughs> it looked amazing. God. And there were certain parts of the show that... And I'm always concerned about this because our state, our stage is fairly big. Like mm -hmm. some people don't think like Buna stage is huge. And there was a lot of time where the cast was just in front of the mid curtain. So it's completely black on a black stage. And it's just the moon, the gate, the tree, three things on stage. And then the cast, but with the lights, the lights were all different colors. The lights were moving and they're twinkling. On the walls. Dude, they're like moving all over the place. I felt like I was at a concert. Dude, it's unreal. Um, it's amazing what lights can do. Lights can just set the mood and just, just, oh. So I tell everyone, I just push a button. Just push a button, I'm telling you. And click That's all and I do. Just capture these images and, and we will be sharing these images on all of our socials. So please follow because they are amazing shots. And it's just an opportunity for us to just look back and remember these funny moments because, you know, that little, that little still image is just a little blink of an eye of what actually went down mm -hmm. in the live performance. But it's just, it's so beautiful how it came out. So happy with that. I was like blown away because yeah. I, I had no idea what it was going to look like. No, me neither. I, like, me neither. For those of you that know, like, you know the OG story of me coming in nervous as all hell to be doing photos for this one. And I was that peak of nervousness, nervousness and the peak stress of Susigal. Oh my God. Just Combined. like headbutting. <laughs> it was like. 
It's I, like why why do our stress levels get so crazy right. come performance time? Like I as much you would think as long as I've been doing this, I could avoid all kinds of stress. I could be like, oh, I'll make sure I do this this time so that way I'm not stressed because about Because we're perfectionists. It, that's what it is. And I just I want it to be perfect. And if it's not in my control, I'm like, I need to find somebody who can make this happen. And literally Ryan came in, saved the day, and dude, the coolest guy. Like just came he in. Fit just, right in. Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, we're good? Yeah, I just need this ladder. Okay. Yep. Yeah, just do this over here. Yep. Got some gaff tape? Sure. Dude. And just totally did his thing. He probably said six words to me when I got there. And he just literally took the reins and just just took over. And literally, I he was like, I'm here. I need your computer. All right, I'm out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was done. And shout out to Sabrina. Sabrina held down that light board like nobody's business. And and Ryan's texting me. He's like, make sure you call Sabrina if she needs to reach out to me to set things up. So he just he made it happen. He literally took that weight off my shoulders and just was just like, I got it. I handle it. Done. And it was done. And and thank God, because it made the show. Absolutely made the show. It was. Yes. Unreal. Unreal. So, Ryan, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to La Familia. <laughs> yes. Uh. I was thinking about this earlier, and I wanted to ask you. Obviously, all of them blew us away. Yes. But if you had to name, say, your top three of who, like, impressed you the most from, like... Can I can I go with crowd favorite first? Not necessarily my favorite? Okay. So, from my... I think crowd favorite for me was faster. Yes! Crowd... Listen, the opening night, my supervisor came in. Shout out to Rory. She came in... And she's fairly new to the district, so she came to support. She's just like, okay, we need anything, whatever. So she's there, and I kind of tell her, you know, I just need you in the lobby, extra set of eyes. So I didn't think she was going to really be able to sit down and enjoy the show because she's there, you know, as administrator. So she's, like, in the doorway, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm cracking up. This fester, who is this kid? And I'm completely fangirling over Kyle. Um, Dude, just the funniest, funniest moments on stage. And, again, all things that he thought of himself between – you know, the the voice he created, the posturing, the freaking cartwheel off the stage. Like, dude, like, the who jumping over Jaden on the Saturday jumping night. jumping over Jaden. The Jaden jump rope will forever live in infamy. I, every night it was something different. <laughs> if you came to Saturday's show, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh-huh. But it. If you came yeah. to every night show, you missed yeah, something. You missed- <laughs> if you didn't come. And honestly, that is what's so cool about coming every single night because something new is seen. And and I had people in the audience tell me I came Thursday and it was great and I thankfully I came today because I missed this blah 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 scene. That or was the fun part about the show because it is a comedy. Like I was able to like go and whisper in people's ears and be like, "Yo, you should do this." Yes. And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I finally had influence on the stage." Because every night there was some sort of like behind the scenes operation. Yes, and it, I always told them that the ensemble and the ancestors just add to the whole dynamic of the show because they themselves are like a whole other mm-hmm. story. It's a whole other story. You know what I mean? And they're just, yeah, they're in the background, but they're not really in the no. background. And the things that they chose to do to add to the story were hilarious. So, you know, your eye and your ear may be focused on the scene and the dialogue that's actually happening. That's right. actually part of the story. But then just every so often you get a little <laughs> glimmer of what's going on over there. And it's the funniest thing every single time. And when I'm telling you, they thought of all this on their own. 
very like I would say five percent of it maybe came from me as like a suggestion. And maybe the other 5% from you. But l- I'm telling you, these guys. And a lot of it played off of Kyle. Did- <laughs> well, because they had the connection. The ancestors uh-huh. were, and Kyle were kind of like this thing the whole time. So they were almost like, you know, in cahoots. They got to get Wednesday and Lucas together. So whenever those scenes happened, it was just magical. Because they literally played off of each other every single time. And and nobody left anybody hanging. Whatever no. they were given, they were taking. And they were throwing it right back. So it was it was the most beautiful moment to witness as a director because it's like that's what theater is like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you gotta it, it's a give and take give and take and it was just it was funny every single night and i love watching it like you know, it gets boring for us sometimes when we're watching the same show over and over again we did and not, not watch the same show we did not we didn't watch the show every single night it was a different show different experience and we were just waiting like all right what are you gonna do now what are you gonna do now what are you gonna do now so good the, so, so good. Uh, the cool part was when they're all like blued out in the back all the ancestors every yes. night like it was like regular poses Thursday night. Then you had Jaden on shoulders and you had Emily like facing, I forget who. And they were kind of like pretending like they were getting married. <laughs> then Saturday it was the Jaden jump rope and like the parachute game in, in elementary gym class whenever they were chanting. Yeah. Right. And then John got involved with Emily and whoever was with her and was like the officiant of this wedding. <laughs> Kendall was proposing to somebody it was, and it was like, okay, you're seeing like them take creative, like, oh my god, so entities funny. of everything, yes. and then it just trickled down throughout that so scene, funny. and I think that was one of the coolest parts of the show. But that would, that's what makes it fun, and I told them that it's like you have to come to this with like your own little backstory, and and who it is that you are, what your ancestor represents, because each ancestor comes from a different time era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yes, they're all family, but everyone's coming at it from a different perspective so just use that and create a character and and oh my god the funniest moment and they they did this every single night was when Jaden came in it was it was the grotto scene yes. where the gentlemen were smoking the cigars <laughs> and so the guys are there it's Kevin, Caden, John, John and Sebastian and Sebastian as Lurch so they're just there you know hanging out with the cigars, they got the cigar box open. And then Attempting Jayden, to teach Lurch how to uh, smoke a cigar Right, because obviously he hasn't been around long enough. He's only 100-something years old. And Jaden comes in, you know, in Late, his little, like, time, baseball like, jog. Hey, guys, I'm back. And Caden just grips him up. Like Harold from Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the costume didn't rip. His costume was thick, though. Uh-huh. His co- I'm, he, I'm surprised he didn't, like, sweat his face off. But he grips him up and literally, like, his feet are dangling. And he's, like, picking him up and just moving him over here like this. And the whole little added scene continued on the one side of the stage. Hilarious moment. That was all time. All time favorite. Because I viewed that, too, as a continuation of the dominoes at intermission last year. Except you put Sebastian in and Kevin in for Waylon. Oh my God, that's funny. That's so funny. It's but it, it, it's the same it's, knuckleheads. It's the same knuckleheads, and they're just like, oh, we're gonna do this today. We're gonna do this today, and it's just it's so funny. And I just I I'm thankful that they are so confident mm-hmm. in their silliness, and they're just like, we're just gonna do this, and the crowd's gonna love it. And they did. They they're cracking up. They're laughing. They're pointing. They're like, oh my God, what's going on over there? And it just I I love that they do that. I love that they take kind of like Jayden that. in the. The picture frames reaching out oh, and touching yes. the faces. Yes. Then picking their noses. <laughs> then playing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, my God. 
they were, they were just so and funny. then going on up top on saturday kendall and kevin were pretending like they had beef with each other like i think you missed it oh i think i did miss kevin it kevin went into like the center part to go down the steps uh-huh. and bef- like when he just turned his back kendall just gives the like intimidation <laughs> flinch at him and i almost fell off my perch I said, you got to be kidding they me. They are a trip. Oh, my God. Yeah. There were some really funny moments with the ancestors, though. I yeah. told him. I Kyle said, was hands down fan favorite, though. Yes, fan favorite, for sure. For sure. It's Because it's such a kooky character. Like, it's just... And and the way he just created the voice. Got and, the crowd involved in yes. that one part. And, yeah, the whole, like, breaking the fourth wall. My God. It just... It was so Deadpool. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? And he does it Some professionals flawlessly. can't even do that. And he just he eats it up every single time. He's like, oh, the crowd's gonna love this. And the 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 quarantine line. <laughs> Everyone died. Everyone cracked up. And again, creative freedom because there is a line there, and they kind of give suggestions as to what you can use to kind of make it relevant, you know, to the times. And I was just like, it rhymes. It fits. I think they're gonna love it. So the first night we did it. People laughed. Second night we did it, people cracked up. Saturday, hollered. Mm-hmm. Hollered. Oh, my God, it was so funny. I think most impressive to me mm-hmm. was Leo. <gasps> yes, yes. Like, I told Leo down, that from rehearsals. Hands oh my down gosh. throughout the entire process, just watching Leo like yes. embody Pugsley and like yep. exude the confidence on stage that he had yeah, was so awesome to watch. Leo was always... Oh, I gotta work on this, and yeah. you know, and and I got very the song, and very, very perfectionist, yes. And like, well, can I can I do this song this way? Can I do that? like? It was like you can tell in Leo's mind that it was weighing on him. Like, I got I gotta do this right. I'm I'm focused on this, and and you know, it's it's Pugly's Pugly's song in the show. Like, this is your moment. And every rehearsal, every time I gave a note, Pugsley, yes. Great job. Great song. You're doing it. Like it was always a positive note. So I didn't I didn't expect any less performance night. And I just I got more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just it's amazing what the audience does to add to to the dynamic of it and to add to the just the the overall I don't know, like just the it it, it you become a different person. And I think you know it was I mean? awesome that like every night at least a little pocket of the audience laughed during Leo's song. Yes. With the lyrics, which I think added to just the the pure comedy of the show. Right, because it it's such a heartfelt moment. Like, I'm losing my sister. This sucks. You know what I mean? So it's a real true life, mm-hmm. you know, emotion to deal with. But, you know, what if she never tortures me anymore? <laughs> like, like, you got some real issues, kid. You know, it's just it's so funny how they take a, a comedic moment like that and still make it so heartfelt and just so relatable. You know what I mean? Because... Because who wasn't a little annoyed that their sibling up and got married? You know what I mean? It's like, that happened recently for yeah. you. I mean, my sibling's been married forever. And I've been married forever. So Plus, this is the just, first time Leo's been in the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was just a, it was a beautiful moment to just witness that whole growth of of how Leo just came to be in this character. And it just such a such a great job. Such a great performance. Loved it. I got to do the thing that they do. Did I do it? Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fart. heel turn, the positive heel turn we've had on Kevin. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt like Catherine O'Hara in uh, in Home Alone 
Kevin! 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 <laughs> That's what I view every time in my head. It's just your Dude. face when she's just like, Kevin! <laughs> Kevin, um, I love Kevin. Warm us over. <laughs> I can't say anything else. He's a riot. Um, I, I really did want to like rip my hair out last year because he mm-hmm. just wanted so desperately to be on stage, but he just he missed the boat. So yep. he was just like, "Oh, I'll just I'll." That's be when on the he spotlight. ended up in Florida. That's when he ended up in Florida. <laughs> that killed me every that, night. Every night, the scuba dive thing, hilarious. Mosquitoes, the snakes. Oh my gosh! But yeah, he he was so A desperate presence. to get on stage last year and he was just adamant i'm taking the theater class and i'm going to be in the show say something and eats it up every single time every single time loved it his presence is just he just he likes natural the attention. up there he likes the attention uh-huh. he likes getting the audience riled up and and he's always like the next like one upper like mm-hmm. what what can i do like yeah they laughed at this they responded to this what else can i do but that's that's a true performer that's right what there. me and some of my friends call you're a topper <laughs> You're always trying to be on top. Always got to be on top. Uh, Alanis in a lead. Oh, my gosh. This chick. Um, first of all, I hope your voice is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't because, had to experience that since Harry. Dude, that grandma voice was for real. And the funny moments that came about it, the line delivery, the the moment at the dinner table when she says... I peed literally every single night. Any other show, you would think that that was awkward silence there. Uh-huh. No, no. They filled every moment of that with just hilarity beyond compare. And then Sebastian just. Sebastian just walking over, looking. Okay, let me go clean this up. Like he's done it a thousand times before. With a broom. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so funny. It's so, so funny. She stole the stage, though. Yeah, Anytime totally. she was on it, like. Absolutely. And to be a sophomore and do that is yes. tough. Still got you a couple more years. I'm excited. Um, I mean, crazy eyes. Crazy Cold. eyes. Yes. Like home dude. girl in her dream role. Right. Oh my god. So <laughs> this wig, though. <laughs> Let's talk about the wig, because of course every night, every night I'm always like, you know, shout out to JC. I don't want anything going wrong. Like these kids work too hard. Mm-hmm. Audience is here. Like it, it's got it's got to be right. So you try your hardest to plan for every possible scenario that could potentially go wrong, mm-hmm. and you're like, nope, we're gonna stop it from happening. I maybe started with about three thousand bobby pins, and I probably went home with about seven. <laughs> okay, can we talk about and listen? Your wig wasn't that big. No. It was like, hmm, that's all it was. But the number of bobby pins that came out of this cranium of hers, where where did they even go? They got pulled. They got pulled. <laughs> I hate you. That's said canceled the show. <laughs> Listen, she gave everything. Gave absolutely everything between the eyes crossing on pulled, between the pulling that up uh, right now. The, Oh my God! The death rattle and the uh, rigor mortis. Like she's flopping her head around. Music. She's like sliding like this. Yes. She has no bones. And I'm like zero. 
None. And the whole time I'm staring at the wig, willing it to stay on her head. Like, stay on And then every time she did this, I'm like, oh, my God, she's got to adjust it. Because the one, wait, the one rehearsal, the one rehearsal, they could not get it together. Because she came, she came out of the wings when she was dressing. Oh, because she had to change it to her yellow dress. So she's at the top and she puts a yellow dress on. Something went wrong. Nobody could help her. So she makes this grand entrance. Everybody's on stage at this point. Hi, I'm Wednesday. And her wig was back here. LeBron James hairline. Oh, my God. It was, like, way back here. And I'm like, what happened? And nobody could pull it together. Nobody. Nobody. They were just, like, they were exploding. And I'm looking, I'm like, what is going? Oh, my God. I caught a glimpse of it, and it just looked completely off. I said, oh, God, somebody help this child. This but, yes, is, uh... dream role. And and you could totally tell. You you can tell when when it's a, it's a dream role for somebody because it's just it's on next level type of stuff. Like between uh, knowing the role and, and finding all the little nuances and practicing forever in a day. And, like, we literally had to tell her, like, shut up, stop mm-hmm. singing. Like, don't say anything. Like, vocal rest. Like, we get it. We know you know the song. Don't sing it. Like, take this whole week off. And she's like, I know, I know, but I just I just want to sing it. And, you know, she, she talks like a mile a minute anyway. Um, dude, I, she had it. She had she had the vocal energy, the vocal, vocal stamina, and she just she did it right. And she lasted, thankfully. But it's a it's a hard role. It's, it's a hard vocally. It's struggling. Um, she had her retain her, her, her. What is it called? The inhaler. Inhaler. What did I say? Retainer. The heck. The inhaler. I told her. I said we need like a little secret pocket in your costume because you can't run mm-hmm. off stage and take a hit of your inhaler. You're gonna need it on you with you. So I don't know where she hit it, but she she had to have it because between pulled and then going right into one normal night, uh, it, it's pretty intense vocally. So yeah, I kind of every day, every day talking to JC. Yeah, that picture of her is gonna go down all time. She told me too. She's like, I need this. Yes, that's I said, okay. That's the one. You asked for it. Check the socials, it's there. <laughs> um, who else impressed you? Let's talk about let's talk about how my cousin impressed me. Let's talk about Lurch's shoes. <laughs> Listen, first of all, shout out. Every night, I was done. The choreography was on point. So the the shoes for Lurch. Like, Lurch has to stand head over heels taller than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So even if you pick the tallest kid, the second tallest kid is Gomez. So I'm like, well, how am I going to get this kid to be taller than Gomez? So I call my cousin. I'm like, he needs shoes. Like, I I can't find him anywhere. Like, they're super expensive. They're not going to get here until March. Like, Like, we needed an option. So... My other cousin, Jaden's mom, um, hosted a Halloween party one year, and her husband made these platform-type shoes for his costume because he needed to be like head over heels over everybody as well. So we're trying to coordinate ideas. How can we make these shoes? Two-by-fours, spray insulation, black spray paint, old pair of shoes. So we tried every possible scenario. So in comes my cousin, Sebastian's mom into the uh the place where we keep all our extra lumber and she was like you got any two by fours i was like um you can have whatever's over there so the two by four was a little too narrow so we found two by sixes 
I'm like, that's kind of why. That looks like a whole flipper. So she's like, I got it. We'll figure it out. So she literally takes four chunks of two by six, two by six, and she piles one on top of the other, screws the shoes to these two uh, bunches of lumber, and then takes a jigsaw and shapes it to the size of his shoe. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, this kid's going to fall on his face. So then she sends me a video. He's wearing the shoes at their house on the tile floor. And all I hear is click, 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 click on the tile floor. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to make all this noise on stage. And then she's like, no, 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 I got this. So she has this foam. Um, almost like It's not foam. It's cork. It's mm-hmm. like when you hang like stuff in a classroom. So she's like, I had extra of this. So I'm going to put this underneath so that way it kind of softens the, <laughs> the tapping noise. And he wore them like a champ. But again, that was one of the last minute things. Like, I think he wore them Wednesday for the preview mm-hmm. night. He didn't have them Tuesday. I think she was still painting them yeah. on Tuesday. Well, didn't her jigsaw like break or yeah, something? Yeah, that's what it was. The jigsaw broke. She's like, do you have another blade? I was like, I don't even think I have a jigsaw. What the hell even is a jigsaw? I don't know. But we figured it out. She got them. And he was practicing with them. And he's like, I, do I have to dance with those? I was like, dude, you don't dance anyway. You do this. <laughs> His bunny hop. The bunny hop. Night, just moving. <laughs> And every time they're screaming at him, like, hurry up. He's just like, <laughs> just does his little shuffle step. But it worked perfectly. And I think he said the one day he did fall, but he fell off stage, so we didn't see it. <laughs> well, there was one night he couldn't grab the cigars because he was still in the bathroom oh, putting the shoes right. on. <laughs> I was He's like, like what I couldn't happened? run in these. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the one that we missed out on the cigar box. But we made it every single time after that. Talk about a you know, regional high school prop culture prop. Dude, oh my God. Yeah, we need an episode of just prop culture because we've had some props. Oh my goodness. Just last minute stuff we threw together and stuff that we've rented that has become just iconic to the shows that they've appeared in. Hilarious. I mean, number one's Martha because Martha made her stage debut Dude, again. Dude, Martha. Martha's got a quite a resume on her. <laughs> For those who don't know, Martha's the bench. Martha has been, and even like non-musicals, like she was in Almost Maine. Um, that was her stage debut. That was her stage debut. Yes, that's when we named her. We named yeah. her Martha. And then she was in Sister Act. Did we use her for ATN? Did they use any bench stuff in ATN? I don't think so. I forget. That's a good question. I'll have to look through. We'll have to look through the archives to see if Martha made an appearance there. But but with this show, we had to have a couch. Was she in Hairspray? Was she in Hairspray? I don't think so. I don't think there was a bench scene in Hairspray. It might. Uh, her first one might have been. She was in In the Heights. She was in In the Heights. Yes. Yeah. But I think the first one might have been Almost Main because mm-hmm. we Definitely. did have an outdoor scene. So I think that's where I got her for that. But the, um, the couch that we needed... Um, that was another great find. That was, um, you know, we needed the couch for the boudoir scene in Adams. So we found this beautiful couch. Um, and I was kind of bummed that it was blue because I kind of wanted to go with the red theme because that's what the set was. But Ryan, in his all-time glory of a lighting uh, person, he lit it with the magenta light. Mm-hmm. So it almost had like this pinkish, deep, reddish glow to it. Looked amazing. So so we named the couch Bertha. <laughs> Big Bertha. So Big Bertha, because she's pretty big. Um, and then we have the, the the bench, who is Martha. So, But shout out to April Pang and CC Tech, because they're going to reprise Bertha in their um, in their show Clue, I think. They're doing Clue. Uh, April put out the May Day and was like, I need a, a vintage-looking couch. I was like, <laughs> got one of those. It's a 
It's a multiversal. It's a multiversal event. crossover. Yes. Adams goes Clue. Could you imagine Clue? Adams. I said that, dude. I forget when, but I'm like, how have they not made an how Adams have they Family not Clue made it? game? It exists. It has to exist somewhere. And if it doesn't, Hasbro needs to call us right. ASAP. I need that. It's easy, dude. That would be so amazing. Easy. That would be amazing. Cast night, game right. night. We could all dress in costume. Right. Word. I'll just be Thing. I'll be the man going across. <laughs> I didn't have Thing. I didn't put Thing in the show. I thought it'd be too complicated, too much of a distraction. But we had to have Cousin It. There oh was a ton God. of hands. There was a ton of hands. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. Also, Sebastian playing the organ. What a phenomenal That was another choice. last minute. Yep. The set finally went up, and it was almost like everything in place. And I'm like, okay, this looks really good. I'm really happy with it. And when we had Sal, our um, keyboard one, he came a few days early and actually played live for the kids so we can practice, you know, without these recorded tracks, which was great because it was great having a human being. So it wasn't like, oh, let's, you know, click out of this vamp. No, we had a human just play or stop playing. And the, it's amazing how one keyboard can make thousands of different mm -hmm. sounds because he's patched through with the computer. So in the one scene, uh, it was it was scene change music between. Uh, just around the corner and the argument scene with Mal and Alice and it was just this organ and I'm like organ wait a minute Lurch has to play the organ so of course I go backstage and there's not one but two old pianos and I'm like guys <laughs> <laughs> I need that on stage and it was literally during like our break because we had yeah. already done act one so I just I looked at my crew and, and Hannah was there, Kylie was there, and I'm like, guys, I, I need that over here. Oh, but there's a lot of stuff on it. We use that as our prop table. No, no, no. This is our prop table. This is a prop. <laughs> I said, move all this. We're, no, we're moving this now. But there's all this stuff in the way. All right, guys, just can you grab this? Like I was not taking <laughs> no for an answer, and you can ask them that. And they were just like, nope. She was adamant. She wanted that organ out there. And sure enough, again, pray to JC. I hope this fits. I hope this fits. I hope this fits because the pedestals were already screwed mm -hmm. into place. And I'm thinking if I got to move this pedestal three inches to the left just for this organ <laughs> to fit, I'm going to do it. Don't you know? Fit like a glove. I said, this is perfect. So I told Sebastian, Sebastian, I'm giving you more. I'm giving you more stage time. You're going to you're going to play this organ during the scene change. And he gets out there and he's he probably only heard it maybe once. So I'm thinking, OK, he's probably not going to really know what to do. But he got out there and he's doing all the mannerisms. <laughs> and then what made it even funnier is <laughs> he gets up with these two by sixes attached to his shoes deadpan face and takes his bow oh freaking amazing crowd loved it every single time every single time and i so just funny. died laughing hilarious i'm trying to think of who else gomez i mean i mean Come on. Come on. I, I have no words. Nope. I have no words for Dylan. Dylan Sack came to us sophomore year for hairspray. He came to Sister Act. He mm -hmm. said he came to Sister Act, and he was just like, I'm going to do this next year. Very Norris-esque. Very Norris-esque. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, I missed out on this show, but I'm going to do every other uh -huh. show after that. And sure enough, he did. Uh, between the theater classes and the... Uh, ATN and all the musicals. Like, Even before this show, like mm -hmm. Dylan blew me away in Christmas Carol. Oh my blew God. Blew me away in just like his mannerisms on stage for ATN. I Listen, was like, who is this? Un unfreaking believable. This kid, we were in theater class and this was, 
this was when he was in theater one. And we did a project where they had to propose what show they wanted to do for next year. So I got all kinds of suggestions. I got, like somebody put clues, some other people put them on some of the plays, but he was adamant he wanted to do Christmas Carol. And I'm just like, oh. And that kind of hit home. I was like, I've never done like a Christmas show before. And of course, Christmas Carol, that's a classic. So why, why not? So I put in for it. We got the rights for it. So the following year, he's in theater too. And I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to read this in class. And just, you know, kind of give you an idea of who the characters are. And maybe, you know, if you feel so inclined, you want to audition. Audition for the show. Nobody put down they wanted to be Scrooge but Dylan. They read that script and they were like, okay, there's 30 pages on this script. Scrooge has about 29 and a half pages of dialogue. <laughs> like dialogue, monologue, every log. Like he was talking the whole time. And like it scares kids away sometimes. They're just like, bro, that's like, you're carrying the whole show. He ate it up and mm-hmm. left no crumbs every night, every night. And it blew my mind. I'm like, dude, this is a lot. Like it, it was a lot. And, and maybe like one or two missed lines or something, but just the, like the accent, the mannerisms, like he nailed it every time. So when Adams came around, he said from the jump, I'm going for Gomez. I'm going for Gomez. And I'm like, this kid, he's on fire. Like, he's ready. But I, I remember Dylan Sack from Hairspray, and he was like, you know, he's the ensemble kid. He's learning all the dances. You know, he hadn't really sung. He wasn't in choir, so everything was just kind of new it. to him. He was a two-left-feet, big-bang-theory <laughs> extra white boy. And not to cut but you let off, me tell you but what. Mr. Corey just Snapchatted me and said, just pulled my first Carmen and ran out of gas, LMAO. <gasps> Stop. Shout out to Corey pulling a Bryant. Are you kidding me? Corey, what happened? We're podcasting. What I are you can't. doing? We can't come save you. <laughs> what are we doing? Get your act together. I, I have a canister, but it's at home and it's probably empty. <laughs> Unbelievable. That sucks. Poor Corey. Oh my gosh. But yeah, this was not Dylan Sack that was on. This was this was Dylan Sack on a whole other level. Like I couldn't believe it. Like from This was Dylan Jacked. (laughs) From the audition. Were you there on audition nights? Uh I don't think you came. I think I think I was there for his music audition. When he sang Um I am Adolfo? No. You didn't I was there when he did You missed it. What Listen, was I there for then? Bro. I remember him singing Green Day for something. That He sang Green Day for ATN. Okay, audition. so that's what I was yes. there for. Listen, he sang for his audition, I Am Adolfo. And, and it was funny because I was talking to his mom afterwards, like at the cast party when the show already wrapped. Two of the funniest humans on the planet Shout are out to the Mr. and Mrs. Sack. Dude, anytime we can hang out. So she said he practiced this song, like didn't know it from anything. And they just did some research. Okay, what's a good song to audition for for Gomez? And they found this, came across this perfect song. Between the accent, the comedic timing, the range, nailed it. And when I say nailed it, like this kid put his whole heart and soul into this. So, of course, we got to keep it professional. Oh, that was great. Okay, we're writing our notes. And our notes are literally like, Oh my God! Aha! <laughs> Double ha! Like, 
it was like I couldn't contain myself. So of course we're just like, okay, we'll be in touch. Da da da. You know, check your email. Thanks for coming. Bye. And then the five seconds it took him to walk out the door and close the door, Corey Baker and I fell out. We were like, ah, like what just happened? And we tell him the story all the time. We're like, Dylan, like, where did you come from, bro? <laughs> like, it was so, it was so good. And night and day difference from Dylan Sack sophomore year. 100%. Even night and day difference from Dylan Sack junior year. Yeah. Like, with heights. Like, like Dylan, Dylan, he just, he gets it. Like, he's mm-hmm. just like, I got to put the work in. I'm not the best dancer, so I'm going to practice this till till the cows come home. And he he gets there early. He leaves late. He's like... We're in this dance together. Practices with me. You know what I mean. So like he he just does it. And and shout out to anybody who's ever practiced with him and and worked with him on his dances because he is like the pristine student. Like I want to learn. I want to get better. And it paid off because dude, you literally threw that show on your entire shoulders and carried it. it My was brain is just going with the off season podcast theory I have. Oh God. So in the heights, Dylan was the one that tried to come up and steal homegirl oh that's right but then <laughs> kyle punches him and then in this show they're brothers <laughs> the universe it's all connected oh my god don't blew me away every single night. every like, night so good again confidence was through the roof yes like he just had no cares when no, he was up there. no, and and, and was... that's what it should be. Like you should, like I tell you, you can leave it out on the stage. But you have three performances. When it's your first performance, it's so exciting because you know you have two mm-hmm. more left. It's your second performance, you're still excited because you have one more left. But that third night, when you know there's just there's nothing left after that, that's when you just like, you deplete everything out of you and just leave it on the stage. And, and the fact that Dylan learned how to tango. <laughs> I know. And like, shout out to Corey Choreographer because the tango was amazing. Unreal. And he danced left and right. Like a, quite a, a couple tangos that were featured because he did Trapped. And then, of course, the tango, the amor, was amazing. I felt so like Homeboy good. from Dancing with the Stars. Ten! You know? <laughs> Jumping up out of our seat. Ten! <laughs> Holding the paddle up. Jumping on the table. It he was, was so good. So, so good. And then the yes. airbrush makeup on him just looked fantastic listen that airbrush little thing i it was like 30 dollars online and i thought it was the greatest thing until it stopped working (laughs) i was raving about it i could have been like the spokesman for this airbrush makeup thing until it didn't work anymore and i'm like oh my god what are we gonna do so then we had to revert to the beating of the face with this cream makeup which of course the kids love not um but it was it just added to the whole dynamic of the show like everybody was in makeup 90% 90% of the cast was in, in wigs. Thankfully, the costumes, they didn't have to change out of them because that mm-hmm. would have been a whole other headache. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think my costume budget for this show was like a fraction of what it was for Christmas Carol. Because Christmas Carol, there was, what, 20 kids in the cast? And they changed yeah. each of them like three times. So that bill, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> but this one, it was pennies compared to that. Pennies. It was amazing. So good. Can we talk about Cousin Vinny? Oh my God. <laughs> Vincent James Putney the third, which he's not even the third. The third. I, that was just something Kevin added, supposedly. Of course, Kevin. And did. <laughs> I was like, Vinny, are you really the third? He's like, no, I don't know why he says that. <laughs> so, Vinny. I also love how Kevin's the only person on the planet that I've ever heard call Vinny Vincent. <laughs> every, every time. single time. 
It's like, oh, that's his name in group me. Okay, that's what I'm programmed that's to what say. I'm, that's it. Mrs. Vincent. Bryant, Vincent said. I'm like, stop being proper. <laughs> so corny. It's Vinny. Every time. So Vinny came from the the Buna Middle School news broadcast background. I loved having Vinny in eighth grade because he was always the go-to. I'm going to set up the cameras. He wears a script, blah, blah, blah. Like, like he just, he learned it fast, knew what to do, and kind of like took over. As an eighth grader should. So then he comes into high school and he's in the theater class last year. And he's like, wow, this is kind of cool. I kind of like theater. And he's really good at it. The, the scene work and everything, memorized lines. Like it was good. Was a good student. So then the Heights comes along. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know, in the Heights, we're, you know, doing auditions. Why don't you do it in the Heights? Oh, I don't really sing and dance. And then I said, why don't, you do, why don't you do stage manager? Earn credit for class. All right, yeah, I think I could do that. Well, the bug bit Vinny. Because let me tell you what. Harder than anybody. Harder than anybody. Because even with heights. Stager man. (laughs) So he gets this this one scene where he's like the bartender. He's got the hat on. He's doing the whole pantomime scene with them in the club and da da da. And I'm like, this kid needs to be on stage. Mm -hmm. He's a stage kid. So, of course, in comes this year. Adams gets announced. No, not even before Adams. ATN. He gets these solos and newsies, crush it every time. I'm like, this kid can really sing. So, oh, and his go-to song. If I ever do karaoke with any of these kids, guess what Vinny's go-to karaoke song would be? No idea. Anything. Literally. Like, it could be anything from, like, the Beatles playlist to Michael Jackson to, to any Broadway show tune. This kid listens to everything. Vinny? I already told you, you can be the aux in my car anytime. <laughs> this kid, he he has a, a taste for music that spans generations, okay? But if we were to pick Broadway songs for karaoke, it would be Mr. Cellophane, Chicago. This kid, we, they were listening to it when they were getting ready. And it was like, transform. And he's got the hat. And he's singing, beautiful voice. I'm like, dude, do you, you've never sung before? Never sang before. Never sang in choir. Voice. Beautiful voice. So then he comes out for Adams, and I'm like, he's such a dad. Like, he just has that demeanor. He's got the, the hair, the, the sideburns, the height, just the voice. He's a dad. So that was Mal. Hands down Mal. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Every night that he every ripped night. the shirt open. <laughs> yes. I, I was so day. happy you got that, I got that every shot. Night. Every night. Yes. I was like, I'm determined we, to do this every night. We needed to get that shirt for him. I let him keep the shirt, too. He was it like, was yes! was so good. Yeah. Grateful Dead t-shirt. When he Rock hit that note, roll. I was just like, let's go! <laughs> and then the lights were blinking. Oh, you notice so that? Good. Yes. So good. Uh, oh, and then my Dina. I was going to say, Miss Girl oh, coming back. Yes, Dina coming back. Dina, our senior. Can't quite, can't quite call. I can't even talk. We can't quite call her a super senior because she did do um, Sister Act, mm-hmm. so she does have some high school show creds under her belt. And, and she, she did hairspray. And she did hairspray. And she did um, Mary Poppins and, in uh, eighth grade. And she did ATN. And she did ATN. Yep. And she was adamant. She said, "Senior year, I'm doing everything." She's like, "I'll make it happen. I'll make it work with my job." And she most certainly did. So shout out to your job because they had to be super flexible. I know that. Um, and she's probably we'll probably never see her again because she has to make up all these hours that she missed. 
So if you want to see Dina, <laughs> go stop by ShopRite and say, hey, Dina. Um, but she she was amazing every single night. Um, quite a quite a crazy character to play. Um, and she really, I, I do have to say, I think Dina, of all the cast, probably understood her character the most. I think she took the time to really understand, like, what she's singing about, it's really sad. And and in this whole mishmash of, like, the crazy family and the comedy of it, like, there was a deeper underlying message that she totally got. Mm-hmm. And and every time she sang her song, she was like, it's just, it's, it's it, like, you feel bad for her. And I'm like, that's that's kind of what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, we laugh it off and we, you know, try to move on with our life, but... That that underlying message that came out of Alice's character, she totally got it, and um, and I know as a director, I appreciate that because sometimes you know those topics are kind of like yeah, you know, you don't really want to hit on that because it's sometimes a little too close to home for some people. But she got it, and she brought it to life every single night, and we made sure that table was not moving for her to crawl across it because <laughs> that was another thing I was nervous about. <laughs> Oh my god! And then homegirl Julie Goo. Julie Goo. <laughs> Do you know where Wait, that came it, from? That's her tag, isn't it? It was her like when she made her Twitter last year. It yeah. just auto generated to that because <laughs> her last name, and then it was just a bunch of numbers. I was Julie like Goo. calling you Julie Goo from now on. I hope you know this. <laughs> Has she changed it since it was the same? She changed it, but it just stuck. Now it's Julie Goo. It's, it's Julie Goo. That's code. Oh my god, too funny. So so Julie. I think Julie had Morticia from auditions, hands down, because she she came. I don't I don't want to say she came in costume, but she she was popping the red lips. She had the all black, hair blown out. Like she she was on a mission. She knew like this is the look I'm going for. I'm going for Morticia, and and she's a she's a, a Baker choir kid from the middle school, and she's sung with her, and she knows her style and knows her range and whatnot. So we knew we could push her for Morticia. And, um, you know, the dancing, of course, like that's second nature to her. She's been dancing forever, as far as I know. Um, but the 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 whole I, I love the dynamic between her and Dylan mm-hmm. because they like you can tell they wanted it to work and they would they would practice together and. You know, they they had their little joking moments back and forth. And now we got to do it this way. And, you know, come on, let's practice this. And no, don't do it this way. And, you know, because they they just worked so well together. It just made their character that much more believable. And they were just such a, it was a match made in heaven. Super duper team. I also think it's funny that those two were like the spotlight, like ensemble members in the club scene last year. (gasps) That's right. And then were the two like main leads. Now they're like... We married. <laughs> Pretty wild how fast Julie learned English. <laughs> no, I'm no English. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So was that the whole family? We yeah. talked about and I mean, Gomez and... our professional. Oh, the professional. Yes. Waylon. Are we allowed to talk about him? Should we contact his agent? Um, copyright. No uh, full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> Waylon, we love you. He's just a rock star. Listen, I'm going to be a hot mess when he graduates. Don't even remind me. I can't even go there. I have to mentally prepare myself. I can't even think about mentally preparing myself. That's going to be quite a a sad day. But. He's just so good. Like, 
I just you can't say enough about just like his stage presence, his just ability, his like want to be. Yeah, and he's another one that just wants to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he doesn't, he wants to sound his best. He'll always ask, "Do you have any notes for me?" Like he always comes up. What do you think? How's yes, it look? yes. How's it look? How do we sound? You know what I mean? And it and it means so much. And and I I like having a lot of people. Um, watch the rehearsals because there's so many things that need to be seen and addressed that I just don't have enough eyes to, to do it. So, you know, I'll get on Corey. I'll be like, you know, just, you know, take notes on choreography. Baker will take notes on music. I'll take notes on, you know, how the costumes work or whatever. So, you know, we're watching with a purpose. So there's some things that we just kind of don't see because we're looking through a different lens. And Waylon every time would always just ask, like, like what can we do? or Because or, he's know, also not notes? somebody who wants it to work just for him he wants the entire thing to be a well-oiled right right like the like the quartet that they sing together like they worked on that dozens and dozens of times and you can tell because it just it sounded amazing every night um but that was always a concern for them and and a lot of times the the by weren't in a lot of scenes Mm -mm. In the very beginning, like rehearsal wise, but they would be like off in the corner, mm-hmm. like, hey, let's re- let's review our lines. Let's let's get off book. You know what I mean? And and they would come to rehearsals, even the rehearsals they weren't even called for. Yep. And they would just come because it would be a night. Well, Dina's off from work, so let's take advantage and let's rehearse our scene. And they would do it. And the Beinekes, you know, pulled it together and, and they had their little family unit. And it was just you, you could tell they put the work in and it was so, so good. Yeah. He just blows me away every yeah. single year. He just gets better and better. Um. I think a lot of the first timers blew me away too. Oh, yeah, just like our newbies. The progression from rehearsals and everything all the way through to opening night and yeah. just seeing them get more confident on stage was really cool. Yeah, and honestly, it's you got to start somewhere, you know what I mean? And and just to give them props for for allowing this to be their first experience and some of them coming from ATN, so mm-hmm. this was kind of like piggybacked off of that. Um but I loved finding like their little things that were unique about them and pulling that out and making it part of their um, their little shtick for their ancestors. So I'll never forget when Corey, Corey approached Elise about her entrance out of the crypt. I remember this. You remember this? Yeah. yeah. So he's just like, yeah, I kind of want you to do like this thing. Like, I don't know. Can you what, what can you do? And he just like asked her, well, what can you do? And so she does this. I don't even know how to do it. Well, I can do this and literally... It's the like David she, Letterman stupid human trick. It's, right. Like, it's just like her arms go this way. They disappear. They dislocate and then come back together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, after yes. he cringed and <laughs> nearly died, he was like, yes, I want you to do that. And she was the first ancestor out. And when she comes out, we hear the creak of the of the mm-hmm. crypt door opening because it was like one of the sound effects. And it's literally happening when she's doing that arm yeah. thing. And I was just like, oh, it was perfect every time. I just I look forward to it every time. Um... But yeah, but Elise was a newbie this year. Remy. Remy's the newbie. Oh my gosh. Ollie. I felt bad for Ollie. I was like, I was like, um, I'm gonna have you and John on the second level peeking out from the the curtains. Uh, you know, in the second floor picture frames. Mm-hmm. So of course when the set's not there yet, it's just an image in your head. So they're like, okay, so mark it down in the notes, whatever. And then I wrote it down in my notes. So then when the set's finally there, I'm like, all right guys, we're gonna practice on the second level. You know, let's get John and Ollie up the top. So they're looking like, well, how do I get up there? So I was like, oh, we're gonna we have a ladder back here. So you're gonna come up the ladder and then poke your head up through the thing. Ollie was like, 
what? <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God, are you okay with that? I just assumed like, yeah, go on the second floor where there's like a little railing like that. Um, so at first I was like, I don't know if I can do that. I was like, and I shut it down real quick. I said, no problem. I'll get somebody else. There's no problem. I want you to feel comfortable. No problem. You'll just be on the, on the first floor. It's not a problem. And then like an hour later, like we're in rehearsal. I get a little tap. Um, before I leave, can I try going up the ladder <laughs> just to see? It's like going on a roller coaster for the first time. <laughs> That's what it was, I guess, for him. I don't know. But kudos. Love your face for even trying. But got up there. Did you notice during the when when Kyle's like, give, give us some weather, Remy's just standing there like maniacally smiling and just moving her dress back and forth? No, I never I got a picture and that. she's just like. <laughs> It was so funny. Like I looked at it and like I got a picture of it like still framed. And she's just like still Dude, like that's crazy. I was like, oh, Remy just loves a good hurricane right? this time of year. It almost gives it like that creepy doll effect. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy! Oh my god, it was so funny. Dude, they look good. Like their costumes, their makeup, and everything. It looked really good. Really, really good. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, homegirl, Erin. Her facial expressions. Every night. Do you know what she told me? Killed me. She said she would always think of what pose she was going to do. Yes. While on stage. Yes. <laughs> Did she tell you what happened Saturday night? No. She got a cramp when she hit her. She was like, I don't think I can get up. I don't think I can get up. I'm stuck. She said she like waddled off stage because she got like a cramp in her hamstring. She was I like, can't. I went too low. I went too low. Oh my God. Dude. That's why you never try new stuff. That's why you drink water. <laughs> but like the one night it was this, the other night it was this. I got her in the like, window or like in the picture frame the one night. And when like somebody yells, she was like, oh, I saw that one. That was good. <laughs> but that's what it has to be. Oh, my God. Oh, but there was one part. She told me this today. Um, I think it was when the Beineke's come in or something. It was. Oh, when Vinny has his line like. Nice talking to you. <laughs> she was like exploding. And she asked her mom, she was like, Mom, can you tell if I'm like trying to hold in my laughter? Her mom was like, Yep. <laughs> Face was literally. And I think exploding. she just had a ball like being in the ensemble. Yes, yes. Because she's been an old lady the last two years. I know. <laughs> she was adamant. She was like, I'm not gonna be an old lady. I was like, mm, okay. But it's I I don't know. To me, the ensemble's fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's and I no... think she had a ball. Yes, very much so. Yes, and I could I you could tell. You know what I mean? Like they just they live for it, and they're and they always think of other things to do. And you know, she was all about her makeup. Like, oh, here's my storyline. So this is why my makeup has to be flawless. So it's just it's so fun to see them just envelop it and just make it their own. Birdie. Wait, did we talk about the birdie before? No. Okay, so Lorena. We love you. Um, oh, and I have a funny story about her wig, too. But anyway, so Lorena's oh, a flapper. Yeah. <laughs> so Lorena's a flapper. And, of course, the scene where the bird is supposed to, you know, come on. Well, even before that, let's rewind. When she's asking what she's oh, right, going to do coming out of the, the crypt. Right, because she didn't know what the flapper was. She said, am I going to have wings or something? <laughs> My dead bird. So from there on out, I have called her Birdie. She's Birdie. Yes. So we had to do a little history lesson. 
to let Lorena know what a flapper she was. She crushed that little dance, too. Crushed the dance, of course, with her little Charleston. I love that every night. Yes, every night. It was perfect. The music, everything, costume was fantastic. So now that we finally had this little history lesson and she knew what a flapper was, that it actually had no reference of being a bird, um, Corey decides, well, let's go ahead and make her the bird. So now she's coming on stage with the bird Died. for Pulled. And that poor bird. <laughs> I don't even know if there's any pieces left. Well, three of them ate a piece. <laughs> Along with a Iguanodon puppet. Oh, my God. One went into Jack Klotz's instrument and oh, then got blown hilarious. out. That's what I heard. I wish I would I would have paid money to see that happen. And I don't know how that thing survived three nights. <laughs> I truly don't. She yanked the mess out uh-huh. of that thing. I mean, the bird's like this big. And then it has like the little feathers on the end. So I'm just thinking, oh, she'll just rip the feathers off. It was, she was like one night. It felt it. like she was just pulling the body and pantomiming a head there because right. it looked small. Yes, there was like nothing left. So of course, fly away, birdie, and then it like falls. But it's supposed to fall in the pit. Never made into the pit. At least not on Friday. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Saturday is when they decided to eat feathers. Yes, they just picked up the feathers and oh, I'm gonna eat this. Fantastic. Another crowd favorite moment. Uh, and then we had a, a f- our our first one our one and done. I know. Always one. There's always one super senior Kiara, and she she kind of had a bonus here because she did ATM, mm-hmm. so she definitely and showed Christmas off her Carol. and Christmas Carol too for class. So she kind of got a three and one, which is not usual. No. You know what I mean? It's only like, Waylon gets to. Do that. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> only Waylon. Sorry, but she 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 lucked out coming to Buna this year. She was able to do three shows. Uh, as a senior, which typically would only be one, um, and did great in all three of them. And she loves to dance. She comes from a dance background. So, of course, Corey ate that up and was just like, well, you're going to do this high kick over here mm-hmm. and this over there. And, you know, we designed her costume around what her, you know, persona was. And we knew she was going to be a dancer. So let's make her flamenco dancer. And she she loved every minute of it. I, I, I still talk to her and she's just kind of like, you know, boohoo crying, it's over, and blah, 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 but so happy that it happened and so happy to be part of, of the cast and the family now. So, yay. Oh, it's always a one and oh, always a one and done. And then I, I figure we saved the knuckleheads for last. Oh, my own kids? Your own kids and Jaden. <laughs> I think Jaden impressed me the most because obviously he had basketball, which... Dude, if I've, we had I 40 rehearsals, he was probably there for four I don't remember them. basketball interfering this much, Dude, ever. I don't... I, now I feel like they played that? like some sort of like super circuit season. Or I don't something know what it was. They had it went seemed on like tour. they had games and practice like every day. Like were they in the G League or something? Dude, like, I don't even know. But this, I mean, this kid's a baller. Like, let me tell you what. Like he he would come to rehearsal like dead tired. If he'd he come with all. his knees iced up. Yes, like literally, like Miss Fields there. would strap them on, and it would be like knee pads he made out like of Lurch. ice. Yeah. <laughs> And he would pull Corey aside. Can you review this with me? Pull, you know, some Kendall of the cast aside. members aside. Yeah, pull Kendall aside as dance captain. You know, just teach me this, teach him this. So even though he had limited time, um, you know, he didn't get to learn all the music. But not a big deal because he wasn't mic'd because we knew we were going to have him sliding all over the place. And, of course, I didn't want to, you know, get Uncle Jack on an uproar about people sliding and flipping and getting tossed with a mic pack on their back. So I'm just like, oh, let's just not give Jaden a microphone. But it worked out great because they had him body swinging and sliding. So Saturday night, crazy. remember when he uh, leaped in like Super Mario Bros.? Yes! That was like 
planned yet not planned. He told me that in the car when I was driving him and Kendall to Cat's party. He no said way. uh he was on the left side of the stage like, "Oh shoot, like I got to get out there." So like he's like doing everything and then I was like sitting out there. I was like Jaden's supposed to be out there. He's supposed already. to be out there, right? And, and then John came out. I was like, okay, maybe he has a little bit of time. And he's like, nah, I planned it. I was like chilling back there, and I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I just jumped in. It's <laughs> like you, straight up Mario style, you son of a gun. <laughs> but he didn't miss the cue. Right, he was there. And I think like you would, if you came any nights of the show, you wouldn't have known that he missed that many rehearsals. No, Mm-mm. nope, yep, because you know he's our he's our graffiti Pete. He was our dancer. You know what I mean? So he. Picked it up. He worked on it. Great having him there. You know what I mean? Um, great Another having his mom. Another connection is hilarious that oh my gosh, uh, in, in the Heights when Waylon says that he has a baseball bat on the rack in the back <gasps> to Jaden. Stop! That's crazy! I didn't even notice that! <laughs> and we go out and make him a baseball player. I'm telling you, the universes collide. I and then Caden was the perfect caveman. Oh my god. When I tell you... Oh, it was so funny because... And early on, when we were like planning the costumes, Nancy calls me, and she's like, "Well, I have this this idea, da da da, whatever. Um, how about we put Caden in whatever she said, and we make the caveman somebody else?" I said, "Nope." <laughs> I said, "Caden wants to be the caveman." She was like, "Oh, okay, no problem. We'll make it work. No problem." And she just kind of hung up the phone, and you know, she did her little thing. And I told Caden, I said, "Well, yeah, Nancy was gonna uh, put you in something else because it." She had something that kind of worked for you, for your size. And he was like, oh, man, I want to be the caveman. Like, he already had his character, like, set in stone. <laughs> See what I did there? Yep. Stone, stone age. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. So he gets the, th- then, so he gets the idea, you know, what the costume looks like. She's sketching a picture, so I kind of know what he, what to expect. And then I go shopping for wigs. So I find this <laughs> crazy wig and meanwhile, like my kid has all this hair and I'm thinking, how the heck am I supposed to get all this hair in a wig cap to then put this wig on? So we find a way and he gets this wig on and it's like these gray to white dreads. And Looks it's just huge. like Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> Told him that every But it's night. huge. Like it like sits so high on his head. It makes him look like a whole other like half a foot taller. And the first time he wore it, he didn't pin it back off his face. So he literally... Just has all this hair just hanging in his face like this. I'm like, bro, how can you even see to make your entrances and exits? Then the kicker was Saturday. Did you see what he did Saturday? I forget. Okay. Let me refresh your memory. So the Pugsley Morticia scene where the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, him. now I know what you're talking so about. So Kevin's the iguanodon and the tentacles go all over and then Kevin takes the bed off. So they're struggling with the bed because the wheels get stuck. So, of course, Caden's there, save the day as the caveman. And he comes on to the center part of the stage to then help push the bed off. So Kevin finally gets it and it starts moving. So Caden decides to Tony Hawk his way on the bed and ride it into the wings in his caveman-esque stance and i'm like this kid is bonkers but then even earlier for pulled you know the little contraption that she pulls on the thing and he strikes that as kendall and aaron take off the torture table so he comes on and he grabs it and he's (laughs) running off stage like this i'm like this kid is insane he would be behind waylon every night when the the apple and arrow scenes going on like pick like bugs out of waylon's head (laughs) and the instant just before Waylon says 
no, 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 wait. He goes to take a bite out of the apple yeah. and just misses. There, Thursday night, I think, when Aaron's like saying, like, point up. Yeah. He's like pointing at Waylon's stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. I love that scene. I, yeah. I really like that scene. I think that was the That was first another time. one that like progressively got better. It got better, exactly. And I told him, I said, look, you, you guys make it what it is. I'm going to kind of give you your places, but this is where you're going with it. You either get these kids together and get back in the crypt or not have mm-hmm. it happen at all so so what's your motivation here so they went at it from every different angle oh my god hilarious and then kendall and then my kendall Lendl. kendall's my senior god this is hard so kendall i'm gonna be honest kendall was a little salty i don't think she wanted to do the show this year <laughs> i kind of had to convince her but then then on Saturday, she's like bawling her mm-hmm. eyes out. Mom, thank you so much. <laughs> In this front is of my hundreds family. of people. Uh, exactly. So she's like, it was all worth it at the end. So I know she has fun doing these shows. And it, it gets, it's hard. Like it, they, these kids do a lot of stuff. Like, like Dylan's in all kinds of clubs, all kinds of sports. Jaden's in basketball. Um, I had swimmers. I had soccer players, cheerleaders. Like they, these kids go all over the place. And and I know as a as a director and a mom that all these things have to balance out together. And and Kendall's all over the place too. Mm-hmm. Like she's she was in field hockey. She's training for softball. She's going away to school, so she's doing extra training for that. So it's a lot on your plate. So in the beginning stages of it, she was kind of thinking, well, do I really want to do this? I want to add another thing. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Kendall, you're gonna regret it if you don't do it. Just do it. You know what I mean? And thankfully she did. She had a blast. She she has a whole new group of people to call her family. And she balled her eyes out on Saturday. And I think she stepped up as like a leader behind. Yeah. Um, in her own roundabout rough kind of rough around the edges kind of way. Which I think they needed. Yeah. But that's my Kendall. I'm sorry, I can't take her back. <laughs> I love you the way you are. But she's um She's me. She's she's totally me. She's she's she wants it to be perfect. She mm-hmm. wants to, you know, she she sees my stress. You know what I mean? And she kind of like, come on, guys, we gotta get it together. My mom's going a little crazy here. Um, and and she does it. And she she's there. She learns the dances. You know, guys, we gotta rehearse this. And and she she definitely she and the, and the other four seniors definitely stepped it up. So it was it was amazing. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but Ellie made her stage debut. Ellie, oh my God, and it, and it kind of came home today. I I sent out a Google form for the seniors to fill out that tells me what shows they participated in, you know, so they could qualify for scholarships and everything. And the whole Google form has every show from senior year all the way down to when they were sixth grade. Ellie's has crew, 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 all from sixth grade, the talent shows, the junior shows. She's always done crew. And then Adams, Cass. It just it it just made me happy that she just oh I clicked it it's Cass because she was she was in mm-hmm. the cast she was she didn't have much to say but she was she seen. did it the fifty fifty she did oh yeah <laughs> nailed it every time and so she it, it was just the funniest thing when we announced that we were doing Adams and we knew from the jump that we wanted her a stage manager we just thought well it's not in the script but. Everybody knows cousin it. Like mm-hmm. we gotta make her cousin it. She's no bigger than this microphone. Like right. you know what I mean, she's like a water bottle. She's perfect, and it just 
it grew from there and it was always you know uh, do i have my hat where's my hat and can you put me in my costume dude that costume it, it's funny how you kind of get these ideas of how can i make this mm-hmm. and and it was nancy's suggestion she gave me she showed me pictures of stuff she's like i don't have any but you could probably do this with like hula skirts and then i'm thinking hmm, let me go in my archives of costumes and i had hula skirts buried somewhere in my closet so i i bring them and i try them on her and they're not enough because they're like pretty much see-through so i order like three extra ones so we're like cutting them and layering them and she's got some on her arms some pinned to her neck and there's some on her face and then she has these glasses and then i love the bow tie at the end which she added but she had her little cameo appearances throughout the show so she the first one i gave her was when she swept up the flowers hilarious so Morticia's throwing the flowers, put these in water, and then she just randomly comes over and with her little push broom and just carts off the flowers. And then when the Beinekees come, they get scared the by the do- that was the best one. They get scared by the door slam, and then in comes to do her little. And do- every do night Waylon's like, <laughs> he looks like that meme. But yes. she's like, <laughs> it was so funny, and she just she did it right every single time. But what got me was full disclosure. Mm-hmm. At the top of the stairs, she was living her best life. <laughs> when you talk about, I whip my hair back in my- <laughs> That was Ellie. Let me tell you what, that, <laughs> see now you have to put that in a, you gotta put that in a gift or a meme or something. <laughs> Dude. The best part is her mom was like, yeah, it's the only beat she knows. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that drum roll and you hear, da, 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 fool, this <laughs> She has no arms in that thing. No, I know. <laughs> That's the funniest thing ever. The hair was just swaying and a swaying. It was hilarious. Oh. And then for her to be at the peak top of the set, dead center, <laughs> in front of the black curtain, dude, it just. Oh, sold so my eye every time. So funny. So good. Oh. So where do you rank this show? Oh my god. <laughs> this is number 24 as far as how many I've done. I I don't that, that number just stuck out. I think I actually wrote that. I I put thank you for number 24. Um that that blows mm-hmm. my mind that it's been that many. But this one was hard. Th- this one was a totally different experience mm-hmm. for me. And I, I was talking to Corey about this, that I literally, it was like handing over my child. And I had a little emotional moment. But it, it, was, it was different because I, I wanted to divvy out the responsibilities so I wasn't as stressed and pressured to come up with everything. Um, and I kind of wanted some more creative freedom on the directing aspect of it. So I handed over all the choreography to Corey. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And and I compared it to handing over my child. And I know my child is in good hands. I'm very happy, sad, happy, happy, sad. sad. It was literally a happy, sad moment. Like, and there was there were times where I just wanted to be like, no, I want my kid back. And I'm like, no, it's not my job. Like, I, I gave this mantle to you and 
to live his dream because he's always wanted to choreograph a show and what better show to choreograph than the one that you were in in high school. Um, so I was happy that I was able to give that to him and it, it literally felt like a like a like a mom and son moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just okay, not, you're, you're like you're ready. Here you go. Like I feel like um oh my gosh um Mike Wazowski and Monster Zang go go grow up. <laughs> That's what I felt like. And and there were so many times where I was just like, can can I just can we just do the? <laughs> and I just I had to bite my tongue every time. And sometimes I would do a thing, and then Corey's like. Okay, all right, we could do that, da, 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 and we adjust it, and then I'm um, like, I, I just, I kept doing this, I kept doing this, like, <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, it's good, it's good, shut up, it's good, and and at one point, at one point he didn't like Trapped, and he was just like, I don't know, I think, I think I'm gonna change it, and I was like, don't you dare, because it was one of the, my most favorite parts of mm-hmm. the show, because, I mean, I've never seen, uh, like the Broadway production of it, I've seen like local theater company productions of it. Um, and I don't ever remember them doing Trapped as a dance. Like Trapped was always a solo for Gomez. But Corey's vision was, no, they're going to tango and it's going to be the three of them like battling mm-hmm. for his attention. And and to me so as a good. director, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's really good. And then we had this idea of like isolating them in the light and only having them have this much room to dance. But just the layout of it, them going up the stairs, coming down the stairs or opposing sides, dance facing this way, dance facing the other way. They're, they're literally pulling him in both directions. And oh, my God, it was, it was so good. It was such an amazing choreo- choreography moment. And the moment he said, I think I'm going to change it, I could I stopped the mid sentence. I was like, don't you dare. I said it's good. Like it may need some work. We may need to polish mm-hmm. it, but the concept of it, uh, freaking amazing. And honestly, I, I don't think I ever would have came up with that. I probably would have treated it just like a solo. Had Gomez on the stage by himself, cool little lights, and nothing else. But that right there, that was a a visual depiction of what that character was going through. Mm-hmm. And and what better way to demonstrate the 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 dance of having to please both people in your life that you love. Like it was, it was perfect. And every night it was just every night. Awesome. So good. So yes. So it was, it was very difficult as far as handing that power over, but I'm so glad I did because I mean, look at the product that we got. Amazing. I think this was in the six years I've worked with you, the most difficult time we have had as a production team yeah. in just different aspects. Yeah, there was there was a and lot And not even on. like difficult, it was just like different stresses that we haven't dealt with before. Right. And 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 everyone's dealing with the whole covid thing and and you know, we got through it. I feel like we were dealing that dealing with that a lot more within the heights. Mm-hmm. But it was a different time of year. It was it was, you know, April May and our options to go outside were available and it, we just we just kind of made it work, and I think last no year we snow. were just so happy. Oh my god, right? We were just so happy to be able to do it. Right. We kind of lived in the joy of creating it because we knew at any moment it could be taken away. So so we knew going into every rehearsal, all right, we have to be careful. We have to wear a mask. We don't want to get shut down. But every second we were there, it was it was a it was a happy moment. Mm-hmm. Like we were creating something, and then this time around, that was always like a shadow in the background of what could possibly maybe happen. But I don't think it was as pressing, but there were other factors that kind of got in our way. Like Mm -hmm. we, 
you know, we, we couldn't get in the building uh, the days that we wanted to to build our set. We were behind with that. We had snow, you know, delays and, and closings that we had to deal with that. Um, I think we had, didn't we have to have some uh, rehearsals online? We, we had to have some rehearsals online because of snow closures. Like we, we missed some yeah. rehearsals or something. So I had some Zoom rehearsals or meetings or something like that. Um, so yeah, so so we still had our challenges. Um, but I think this, in spite of all that, like the end product was still a, a wonderful product. Like and I Thursday's think... opening number happened, and I feel like we all took a collective like. Yes, it was <sighs> a collective sigh of relief because at that point there was nothing else we could have done. And and Wednesday night, like I didn't really sleep well Wednesday because no. I didn't think it was still, like I didn't have that we have a show moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you always get that one day where it's like, yes, we got a show and we're ready. I didn't have that Wednesday night. And and usually it happens the week before or at least three or four days before. Like it happened the night of, like opening night. It was like, oh, even Jack. Jack came up to me and he was just like, what happened? <laughs> Kara came back Saturday night. Cause she was there for Wednesday. For Wednesday, and she said, yes. This is not the same show I watched. Right. So I don't know. And we kept talking to them and we kept telling them, like, you guys, it's got to click. You got to flip the switch. You got to find what you got to find it. And that's something that no director can tell you how no. to do. You you can't tell someone to flip the switch. You can't tell someone how to do it. You can't because every tell show them. has been different, right? And it's a different dynamic of of people you're dealing with, and different levels of talent, and just different complexities in the script, and just like every every experience is unique. So you have to find what works for that collective group, and just hit the switch. And the, they they couldn't find the switch. They didn't know the switch existed until Thursday night. And just like you said, the collective sigh of relief. Like when we went We all looked at each other and we were like, okay. <laughs> what? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Everybody, like everybody from the orchestra to Jack, um, our, our lights were amazing. And again, that was the first night we actually saw the mm -hmm. final product of the lights. It just, it, it came together. It came together. So when people were walking out, they were like, oh, my God, that was phenomenal. And we're just like, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Tell your friends. Come on back tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Lorena's wig. Lorena's wig. <laughs> so we, we're talking about this whole universe and then how it's connected, right? So... Every wig gets a name. I always name the wigs because they're just, you know, you can't just call it the flapper wig or you can't call it the Victorian woman wig. You got to call it something. Mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, Remy named her wig. I have to remember what she named her. I can't remember. Get in the group chat. Tell me what you named your wig. Um, it was a cute name. I loved it. But I named the wigs just so everyone knows what I'm talking about. Go get Morticia. Go get, you know, whatever. So I wore... <laughs> I wore the wig. It started off black and then it faded to gray, which was the it was supposed to be Kiara's wig, mm -hmm. but it was just too small for her head. It was too much of it. I was going to pin it up as like a flamenco thing. So we didn't end up using that wig. So I'm like, I'm going to wear it for opening night. No problem. So then set strike. We're laying out all the wigs so they could be disinfected and, you know, stored away, whatever. So I tell the kids, take all the wigs. She named her wig Lacey. Lacey. That's what it was. Lacey. She's so cute. So I had them turn the wigs inside out on the wig heads uh, to be sprayed down before they are stored. 
So they do it diligently. They're all beautiful. All these heads lined up on the stage. Next thing I know, I walk up to Lorena's wig and it says, Vanessa. Like, pretty. Like, it's embroidered in bright pink, like, thread. And I'm like, oh, my God, this wig already has a name. Her name is Vanessa. So then, of course, I go in the group chat and I'm like, hello. <laughs> How do I not know that this wig is named Vanessa? Well, now your wig is named Vanessa. Yeah, you went in the group chat and. Uh... <laughs> That's me. Hello. Why did I not realize? Oh, wait, I have to do. Hello. Why did I not realize what? that Vanessa has her own wig? She's named. I name all my wigs. Pero esta ya tiene su nombre. Vanessa. Esta, esta se llama Vanessa. Look, it was, it was uh, Lorena's flapper wig. So, Lorena, this is Vanessa. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> so, of course, I named my wig... Because I can't name it Morticia because it looks like Morticia's mother because it's gray. Mom Tisha. <laughs> Mom Tisha. So so smoking Tisha. weed in the <laughs> attic. A grandma. So of course I name mine Florencia. <laughs> it's only right it's Gomez's middle name, and I might be his mom. I don't oh, know. That's we'll never know. Whose grandma, whose mother that is. But yes, so every every wig has a name. So we have Lacey was Remy's wig. Vanessa, now that we know, is Lorena's wig. So Lorena, you named her. Sorry. Um, and then Lex, she's like, oh, I have to say goodbye to Wednesday. And I was like, actually, Wednesday was originally Velma. So, of course, the kids right away, they're thinking, Velma? Chicago? And I'm like, no, not that Velma. Jinkies. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> she was Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh, wait, I got to put the glasses on Velma. Can't see without my glasses. <laughs> so that was Velma. So we've renamed Lexi's wig. She is now Wednesday Velma Adams Beinegy. Because of course they get married at the end. So now she's Beinegy. Yes. What was Velma from? Velma, um, we did a lip sync where we all dressed as the characters from Scooby Doo. And I was Daphne. So I had, Daphne was Alice's wig. Same, the redhead. Yeah, so it's Alice Daphne Beinecke. And then Velma was, oh my gosh, she was my, my cousin's daughter, Jada. She played Velma, so she had the wig with the glasses. And then none other than, wait, Sebastian was Fred. I have to find this picture. It's in the it's archives. It's pretty funny that you were Daphne. Dude. And then in the Heights. <laughs> I know, right? Kathy Ruben Vega. The role. universe continues. <laughs> Dude. And then, of course, Scooby-Doo. Guess who? Jaden Delvell. <laughs> it's more of a scrappy to me, but. <laughs> but it was so funny. So, yeah. So, we did a lip sync. It was a lip sync or a talent show or something. But we had themes. And, of course, we came up with the, the mystery machine, the mystery gang. Um and, uh, yeah, I got the costume and everything. And then one Halloween, Caden wore the costume uh, for trick-or-treating, which was a riot. Because he would, he would speak in Scooby-speak the whole night. 
Riggery. <laughs> row, row, Raggy. <laughs> can't do it as good as you do. So, yeah, the universes collide, as always. Which I think is something we're going to do in the off season. Dude, that, yes. Because yeah. my, my brain started turning, I There's think, so from lack connections. of sleep. Oh, yeah, that and helps, too. And just thinking. And yeah. I the came up with just... origin stories for every person I've ever worked with. Dude, speaking of origin story, I have to tell Kiara to share this. She made it. Oh, yeah, entire... I read it. Yeah, she came out and was like, Did read she... my origin story. Dude, she was detailed with yes. it. Like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. But I'm like, yeah. But I tell these guys all the time. I'm like, hello. Like, can you, like, come up with a backstory for mm-hmm. your character? And they come up with something, like, vague. Like, oh, yeah, I'm an ancestor from this era, blah, blah, blah. She came up with a story. Mm-hmm. Like, legacy. Which is awesome. Because then you think about that when you're on stage. You know, that's your that's your motivation. I think I put this in the, the echelon of like a bring it on. Yeah? I think so. Wow. With just how it all like culminated. Yeah. And the way it looked, the way they performed every single night. I think it's definitely my top three um, set design. Yeah. I think the set was pretty awesome. Like, mm, I think my number one definitely is Beauty and the Beast. Just because of the mass gargantuanness of it. But... And the Heights was amazing. Heights, was, Heights is my number one Heights for was, what I've worked on. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good one. But for the little amount of time that we had to actually build it, like first it of all, set really strike well. is depressing because it comes down in three and a half hours. It goes up in three and a half weeks. Like, come on. And in this that's case, depressing. Month. Right. But putting it together and shout out to my crew for for literally throwing it up there and they came every single night and it was just it was just bonkers some nights because we would be sitting there in the middle of a song or middle of a dance and we'd hear like the screeching (laughs) (laughs) screeching you know drill bits going everywhere crazy oh my god it was awful like you know table saws chop saws just the whole nine all during a, a rehearsal, so it was just yeah, but we made it happen, and it looked amazing. The paint was amazing. The whole look of it, um, the added uh, decorative stuff that Corey was able to to get all kinds of clearance of Halloween stuff from everywhere, tombstones and the borrowed stuff we got from Cedar Creek. Shout out to John Stefan. Thank you so much for that. Um, it was just it was just awesome. Like it just it really did come together and it just it looked really, really great. Yeah. yeah. It it all worked. We had our first red carpet. That was fun. That was fun. The kids were like, Oh my god, look, this looks so official. And it it was nice. It was nice. I liked it. I I kinda thought like was it too was it too late to do it for Saturday? Like should we do it for opening? That's what I was thinking. But I just I hate opening on a Thursday. But it's just that's what Buna has always done. We've mm-hmm. always done like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so I kinda don't want to break from tradition. But um but to me, opening night, that's like the red carpet mm-hmm. night, you know? I don't know. Ideas for next year. Exactly. But we still got the red carpet, so we're gonna bring it out again. It's only gonna get better. It's only gonna get better. Uh should we let the people know we're going on tour? to go see other shows yes we are you know we got to represent because first of all shout out to delcy regional high school because they came out they come every year they do yeah and they shout us out on the socials which i love because you know support you know high school theater support the arts like arts. which your speech on saturday was i don't even remember what i said it was great 
it was, it was everything that needed archives. to be said yeah. about the arts and how important it is because it's a culmination to... of just so many different people that come together to put on a production like we did and you just got to support the arts. Yeah, and and what people don't understand or maybe maybe they do understand but they just don't understand the mass, you know, mm-hmm. amount of it. Um like this stuff it stays with you. Like the whole experience of it. Like these kids' lives are changed mm-hmm. for the better. And having so many connections with people outside of their circle is so super important. This year proved it so much too because we had four alumni come back to be pit singers. Right, exactly. And and we started that with ATN and we kind of just snowballed it from there. And just the the life experience of how they've moved on but still have that connection and my connections with local theaters and and bringing those people in and and understanding that you know there's there's careers and there's livelihoods being made in the arts so it doesn't end here you know what i mean so for them to see ryan come in and you know he's coming in from doing a a concert at the levoy and he's coming in and designing a show for us so in a day. In a day. And and Sabrina, who ran our board, was like, yo, I want to learn more. So I'm already in talks with Ryan trying to get workshops going on and, and allowing these kids more and more exposure to this stuff. Because it's just, it, it's it's a it's a knowledge base the, that... So many of these kids don't realize that that can be a career path. Right, right, right. And a lot of schools don't deem it as a, a career-based uh you know, line of study, mm-hmm. but you know, which is whatever. I mean, I made a career out Dumb. of it. Hello. Um, you know, our dance teacher hasn't made a career out of it. Our band and choir teachers have made careers out of it. So, so the arts are, are there, they're readily available and they're needed. And they were so missed during pandemic times and COVID. And, you know, those were our outlets, our creative outlets were what we went to for, you know, binge watching Netflix or, or, you know, listening to podcasts or writing music, listening to music. Like we, we turned to the arts for that comfort um, when we weren't connected with people. Mm-hmm. And now that we are, we're back trying to reconnect with people in person, it's the arts that bring it together. You know, we, we were so happy to see 200 plus people in the audience. And, you know, even Kyle's line about you're going to have to quarantine. Like, you know, we're, we're back together. Like, we're careful. We have our masks. 620 masks, people. Dude, total 600 plus people over a three-day run. Like, that means a lot. Especially, you know, we're only talking two years ago where shows were completely shut down. Broadway was completely shut down. Um, I just I recently went to a Broadway show, and, and we're packed in there like sardines. We have our masks on, but we are enjoying the mm-hmm. show together. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And, and to allow these kids to be part of that and, and to have such enormous support by their local community administrators like i have to share um you know some of the the comments from people that i've gotten uh just who went to the show who've heard about the show sorry that they missed the show and i've gotten just from sharing photos with people in like the sports industry with people that like know i work on these shows they're like yo this looks amazing really oh that's awesome i'm actually looking for my little document that i created with my reviews because i um collected all the reviews that people sent me mm-hmm. just you know little emails that people which shot. i like this i think we should continue i think we to should do totally this. do this yes i call it the reviews are in and it has like the little picture of the family so we need to do like the movie trailer thing like they do like the first week after right the yes the critics say <laughs> five star rating it's so, a must-see show it's a must-see yes and like the honestly and it's not just like our circle of people right. that go 
we've had alumni attend, uh, former staff and faculty attend, um, our superintendent, our VP, uh, athletic director, like all these people came to the show and, and felt that necessary to shoot me a message mm -hmm. or, or comment on a picture and tell us, yo, you kids did a great job. So Mr. Prince, great job with the play. Everything looked awesome. Um, my supervisor, uh, Rory Nordberg, Buna Regional High School Drama did an amazing job tonight performing The Addams Family. Fester was so funny. I love how she puts that in parentheses. I'm crazy for this show, man. This was Kara, alumni from 2021. Just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed the show. I knew you were awesome, but wow, I was super impressed with the kids' performances. Everybody was perfectly cast. Brava. That was from Miss Edelstein. Uh, Miss E, they like to call her, our dance teacher at the high school. Um, Buna alum, 1995, Suma Carvo Belmonte, one of my besties uh, growing up. We did choir together. We did all the stuff together. Uh, great show. The kids did a wonderful job. She comes back every single year to all the shows. She has young girls who love musicals, and she makes it a point to follow us on the socials, make sure she knows the show dates. And, of course, she already told me, looking forward to Moana. We're going to do it. Um, another alum. Uh, she's a parent of an alum, which is crazy. Uh, this is Sandra Torres Flores, uh, Sally's mom. Show was awesome. You outdo yourself each time. Kids show up and perform and outdo themselves as well. Uh, another alum. Excellent show. What a talented group of kids. These kids were terrific. Always love going back to my old school to watch the kids. I love that. That was from Laura Vusaman. Um, She commented that on Facebook on our page. And then Mr. Capuccio sent me an email. I just wanted to say that once again, you have put together a phenomenal performance. The students were fantastic. Thank you for all you do. Looking forward to next year's already. And I do have to say that before I retire and before Mr. Capuccio retires, he's going to make a cameo appearance in one of our shows. He's down. He already told me he's down. He's down to do it. I got to find the right show, though. Cameo appearance by the superintendent. Didn't we have I would Leak's pay top come dollar for that. This year, too. Wait, what? Didn't Leek's grandma come to opening Yes. Night? Oh, my gosh. Like, yes. Yes. So, like, parents, grandparents, extended family of our alumni. And, you know, and they see, obviously, their own kids in the show. And they think, oh, this is great. But then when they come back and they come back for more and, they're, and they see how the program has grown. And then they talk about it and everybody else talks about it. It just, it makes the program that much, that much more special mm -hmm. and that much more just, just, just bigger and bigger every year. That's what we want. We want to please the people. We want to share our love of theater to everybody. So we're going on tour. Going on tour. So we're going to share our love as audience members for a bunch of theaters going on. Um, confirmed tour dates. Confirmed tour dates. Okay, so we're going to go see Beauty and the Beast, Cedar Creek High School, uh, one of my favorite places to go for theater because their theater is awesome. It's beautiful. And, of course, John Steffen, one of my besties. Um, and Corey's alma mater. So, of course, we have to go back. Um, ACIT is doing one of my favorite shows, Aida. Same. Gotta go see I that. said this when we were in the, the dance room on Friday night, I think, when Kyra was there. I said, before we all die and kick the bucket, <laughs> we're reviving 2017 Aida <laughs> with everybody. Dude. With better, with Ryan's lights, adding Corey's choreography into yes. the mix. Jack on sound. Jack on sound. And a live orchestra pit because we didn't have a live and orchestra pit for Aida. That is the one show that I wish I could reshoot every single oh, day of my life. such an amazing show. And Soph said she's down. Kyra wants to make it happen. Sally wants... Yes. It's going to happen going somehow, to happen. some way. Yes. Yes. We, we, can, we can call it the, the Buna Revivals. Yes. <gasps> I love that. 
fundraiser. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Buna revivals. Yes, that would be amazing. Oh my god. So yeah, so we're kind of coming out to support um, ACIT's Greek, production. ACIT. Yes. Uh, oh, the kids went to. Um, well, the kids. I say the kids. I went yesterday. Um, basketball team. Bummer. Lost playoff game to Glassboro High School. Um, it was a heck of a game. Shout out to J- to Jaden. He was like balling left and right, up and down the court. Amazing job. Like literally, like within a two point game. Like it was a crazy game. Um, but of course, in the hallways, we're hearing things going on, and you're seeing posters and everything. They're rehearsing um, Legally Blonde. I think it is. So I think we're gonna go see that as well. We gotta get those dates. Delcy, obviously. Delcy, yes. Because, of course, they came out to support us, mm-hmm. so we got to shout them out, too. Um, they're doing Aladdin. Super excited about that, which was the last show we did at the middle school. We did the junior version, and that's it. The middle school has not done a show since then. Until now. Until now. And it's funny because the the playbill says. Which I loved. That was a great After a touch. two-year intermission. That's great. That was a I great creative touch by yes. you. Yes. <laughs> Dude, two years. That's a long time. It's like, felt so short and so long at the same it time. It has because we've been so busy with the high school shows, with ATN happening, Christmas Carol. Like, like we've been nonstop. Like, we're doing four shows this year. Four shows this I, That's insane. That's insane. It's always been maybe like No wonder two. we're tired. No, yeah. I know. <laughs> Before I get here, I'm like, power nap. I need a power nap. As I woke up from <laughs> And I should have set an alarm because I didn't sleep as soundly as I wanted to because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to oversleep. So I thought I was going to wake up. It was going to be like 6 o'clock at night. Like, oh, there goes the podcast. But, yeah, so we um, we got to come out and support all these schools because, like I said, they, they we, we like to see other students perform. Um, you know, some of these kids are, are friends with these mm-hmm. guys. So, you know, they want to support them as well. Um, some of them know each other from, you know, travel teams that they've played on. And, you know, some of our family members are at other schools. So we just want to make sure that we're supporting local theater, supporting the arts, supporting schools, and and keeping that community tight. Because anytime we need something, we put the call out there, and somebody always answers. Um, and we got to do a shout out to CC Tech. We got to yep. go see Clue. We got to see Bertha. We got connections. Her- <laughs> we got to see Big Bertha the couch uh, on the CC Tech stage. That's gonna be amazing. So yeah. So just like you guys support us, we're gonna support you guys. So we thank you. So first tour date is. I think Cedar it's Creek? coming up. Yeah, I think it's Cedar Creek. That this be weekend or next weekend? I think it's next weekend. I think they're 10th, 11th, 12th. That sounds kind of familiar to me. Um, but somewhere in the universe, there is something coming up this weekend. I just don't know where. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, so shout us out on the socials. Let us know. Let us come at see Buna your Drama show. Club. Yeah, tag us at Buna Drama Club. We'll come see your show. I think that a uh, shout out to the sponsors and everybody oh, who those uh, sponsors. I, uh, came through. The, the tears are going to start rolling. This this playbill. Thick. With I, I five can't C's. even. I can't even with this playbill. It blows my mind. So many different sponsors. So we had different sponsor levels. Uh, we've talked about this before, but we've had our diamond sponsors. Uh, that was the highest level. And then we had our platinum. Then it went to gold and silver, bronze. And then, of course, our patrons. So all of these people are shouted out on our playbill. Um, they've invested so much time so much money uh into this production some of their kids are in it so of course they're driving their kids around making sure that they're going to rehearsals staying healthy you know so they they support the program from all different angles so we thank them tenfold from the bottom of our hearts yes so because that's how many folds our playbill that's had. how many folds our playbill had it was ridiculous okay 
Um, so let's start with our patrons. So we have our patrons, the Guzman family, Sapello family, the Sack families, because, you know, we got to include Dylan and Kevin. Um, the Collazo family, the Esquilin family, the Echeveria family. I love how I just had to put my Latin flair on it because I can't just say it the regular way. It's not Collazo, it's Collazo. <laughs> there it is. Um, the Putney family, the Crespo family, the Carugno family, the Windrum family, the Drogo family, the Pharrell family, and Miss Lavari. She gave us a little patron too. So we everyone loves Miss Lavari. She's probably one of the coached her kids. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, whenever you ask a Buna kid who their favorite teacher is, she's definitely top three. Yeah. Absolutely. She's one of the nicest humans walking. She really is, yes. And she came out to our breakfast and took pictures with our cast. Yeah, Yeah, she was so excited for them. So our bronze sponsors, we have Cressy Farms, Textures Salon, the Esquilin family, Al's Shoes, the Klotz family, which, by the way, Jack made his Buna debut as our pit orchestra musician, which was amazing as a seventh grader. So we hope to have him back for more. Uh, we have Anthony Tomasco, number 79 restaurant, and Fred and Star Giacopello. I think I said that right. All right, our silver sponsors. We have Photos by JSAP. Photos by JSAP is all over Facebook. So if you have an athlete at the Bean Regional High School, most likely JSAP has photographed your child. He was and the best. Because he, he and I see each other at Wings games. Oh, that's right. So yes. there was a Wings home game on Saturday night, and we saw each other, I think, on Friday. It was like, not going to the game tomorrow. <laughs> and then after Saturday, because the Wings lost, we like saw each other. He's like, we didn't miss much. I, <laughs> I saw that exchange where John like kind of like looked at you and you were just like, they lost. Like, okay, we're here. We're good. <laughs> so he's awesome. But yeah, he takes great shots. He's got a bajillion shots of my kids, thankfully, because, you know, not all the parents are able to make it to the game. Some of these games are early, they're later, they're away, they're home. So having John there as as the eye behind the lens and getting those shots for parents, we, we love John. We blow him up on Facebook all the time. So thank you. Photos by JSAP. Uh, we have the Guzman family, Party Essentials, the Stefano Trucking, Lou Gratelli. We love Lou Gratelli with his dad jokes and helping us out with set construction. And we have Jerry and Bonnie Gratelli as well. For our gold sponsors, we have Railroad Deli, Minnetola United Methodist Church, the Echeveria family, and the Putney family. Moving on up to our platinum sponsors, we have the Buna Regional Education Association. Of course, that is our teacher union. Teachers love when these kids perform, and of course, the kids love seeing their teachers out in the audience. So thank you for your support. We have Heritage Dental, the Klotz family, Soaring Solar, Sam Drugo and Sons Trucking Company, and the Drugo family, Samuel Coraluso Company Incorporated, the Putney Family, and Encore Performing Arts Center. And to top it off, we have our diamond sponsors. Shout out to Martin's Custom Catering and Wedding Venue. They've hosted several of our events over the years. Um, and we're definitely making a tradition out of it. We're doing our Sunday breakfast on the Sunday of Martin Luther King weekend as our kickoff to kind of uh, boost our, our patrons and ticket sales and sponsorships for our program. And... I think I kind of like this meet and greet mm-hmm. and eat that we did the Monday of President's Day because it literally falls the week of our show. And it's a nice opportunity for people to come out and take pictures with the cast in costume and, of course, enjoy some home-cooked meals. So we're going to keep that tradition going. So thank you and shout out to Martins for that. We have the expert sales team of EXP Realty and Carlo Drugo for his diamond sponsorship. Thank you so much. And very creative ad, by the way, featuring Lexi. Uh, we have Atlantic Care, BRHS Teen Center. We love those guys at the Teen Center. Thank you so much for taking care of our kids. And we have our BRMS Drama Club. They're doing Moana Junior May 2022. So that's coming up in a few months. So definitely watch, watch us on the socials and make sure you save those dates. 
And you're we welcome. Have, yeah, you're welcome. When we have Wheat Road Car Wash and we have Pixel for your NFT collection of artwork there. So those are our 2021-2022 sponsors and patrons. So we thank you for your undying support. Um, sponsor t-shirts are coming out very, very soon. We were supposed to have them for opening night of the show. Shipping delays and whatnot have delayed them, but they are on their way. And you will have your beautiful name displayed on the back of our sponsorship t-shirt. So we will rock those in pride, representing everything that you've done for us. So once again, we thank you. Follow us on the socials. Subscribe to the podcast. And uh, three weeks until auditions? Not even. Like two weeks, I think. Yeah, because what are we? This is uh, March 2nd as we record this. Yeah, I think anywhere around the 9th, I might do like an audition workshop because, you know, these kids haven't done a show in two years. They might need a little refresher course. So I think we're going to do a little audition workshop, get them reacclimated to what an audition is supposed to look like. And then uh, two days of auditions and hopefully by the week of the, I want to say the 14th, uh, we'll have your cast announced for Moana Jr. You're welcome. That's right. I think we need to set an over-under for how many times we are going to say oh, you're welcome absolutely. over the next three months. <laughs> yeah, they might get sick of us. <laughs> you're welcome. Already. Also, I have to say, shout out to Riley. Shout out to Riley. Yes. Riley literally had, came on board. Riley was our assistant stage manager because, unfortunately, dressed as Cousin It, Ellie it's was kind of limited. You know, she had a little earbud thing in, so she was on radio and was able to, to you know, be connected and kind of run the things back there. But she wasn't always available to, like, open a curtain or move a set piece because it's kind of hard moving around with all that hair hanging from you. But Riley stepped in, took her notes, had everything running like a well Cut from machine. the same cloth. Cut from the same cloth, exactly. So as Ellie graduates, as, as sad Disgusting. as I will be, I know, I just want to throw up sometimes. Um, the torch will be passed down to Riley and it will be in good hands. So shout out to Rai Rai. Love your face. And uh, we'll have Moana Junior podcasts. We will, yes. So stay tuned for those. Same podcast feed, still part of season two. Um, but this is a nice little uh, death bow yeah. on uh, the Adams family. It's a little, well, nail we'll in the little coffin. Bone. Nail in the coffin. I love it. Yes. And even the coffin made a debut appearance. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> and uh, we might have some off-season podcasts after Moana as well. Yeah, because our so. brains are still going to be working. So. Yeah. <laughs> the fumes you smell through your earbuds is just our gears in our brains. That's turning. all it is. Uh, but with I that being it. said. Cue the blackout. Blackout.